Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Today's episode, I have Jaden Newman on the show. Jaden is an independent pro wrestler. He's only 20 years old, guys, and he's been in the business since he was 14. This conversation's awesome. He's such a nice dude with a good head on his shoulders. The sky's the limit for Jaden. I know him mainly from his work in Southern Underground Pro as well as the Scenic City Invitational, but he's all over the place, and we're going to talk about that in this episode. We're going to talk about his dream matches, people he liked watching when he was growing up, you know, his training, you know, what's it like being 14 years old and, and training to be a pro wrestler? Well, we talk about that here on this show, so I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with me and Jaden, but before we get started... I want to give a shout out to my friends over at Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue has the best barbecue sauce I've ever had in my life. I'm not just saying that because they're a part of the show. I was eating this stuff before they were ever involved with the Fight Talk podcast. And this stuff is delicious. It's gluten-free. It's all natural. You can even find it in Whole Foods. I mean, straight up. Like, if it wasn't all natural, if it wasn't gluten-free, you wouldn't find it in places like Whole Foods. It's all over the place. Kroger, Publix, Walmart, you name it, Willie Bro Sauce is probably there. But the easiest way to find it is just to jump on walmart.com, jump on the search tab, and just type Williamson Bros. Once again, Williamson Bros. Just jump on walmart.com, boom, it's that easy. You can also jump on their website, williamsonbros.com, and they're going to have their spices, their rubs, their sauces, and of course, the addresses to their three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. So make sure to check them out, help support them. They're nice people that do fair business, and their products are so, so, so delicious. So once again, shout out to Williamson Brothers Barbecue for being a part of the Fight Talk podcast. With that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode with me and Jaden Newman. So I just wanted to jump right in, man, because when we talked at the SCI just a few weeks ago in Chattanooga, uh, you mentioned to me that you're only, what, like 22 years old? Uh, I'm just 20. 20. Oh, my God, dude. Even younger. You're 20. And you've been in the business since you were, what, like 15 or something like that, you were saying? Yeah, I started at 15 um, in August of 2013. Oh my gosh. Well, let's just start there, man. Like, cause usually, honestly, man, like usually I'll have people come on and we'll just talk about like kind of what's going on currently in wrestling, like whatever you're doing. And we'll get to that as well. Like what you got going on right now, your upcoming shows and that kind of stuff. But I'm super interested to hear from the perspective of somebody who started in the business as a teenager, like how did that all get started? I, I, I mean, I'd imagine you're a lifelong fan, but like, how did that all really get started, and how did you even, like, find a place to start training so young? Man, so, like, uh, a lot of people give the guy slack, or give him a lot of crap, but, um, I was going to a show out in Ringgold, Georgia, um, it was, uh, Paul Lee who originally started my training. I know I'll probably get some backlash for saying that, but, I mean, you know, I, I can't rewrite history, but, um, I was going to his shows, I started that around like God, nine, nine or ten. My grandfather would bring me, and um, I'd always go up to like whoever was at the show. Like I would stay after, even as like a young kid, and I'd be like, "Hey, like, can I help with anything? Can I like, is there anything?" 
wrestlers. So uh, anything I can do to like get closer to that dream, awesome. And then finally, like I, I started training at fourteen. Um, that was the age they were gonna finally let me. I was going in to be a freshman in high school. So, um, but yeah, they finally let me train. Um, and we came in that day. Which, which, here's another weird thing. So. I started training the same day I made my debut a year later. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's very strange how that worked out. But um, anyways, so there were originally like 10 guys that showed up first day of training. And out of 10 guys, it was me and a guy named Kevin Kaufman of the um, Jungle Kings now who made it through. So like it was only just us training afterwards um so a 14 year old kid and a guy that was getting into his i'd say early 20s outlasted like a few other guys the training sucked dude like <laughs> I, was um, I was puking and stuff and i like i remember like getting out of the ring like, i rolled out and like i looked at my mom and my uh, grandfather because they were both present and like my mom just goes Jaden, suck it up and get your ass back in that ring. <laughs> so I said, yes, ma'am. I got back in there. I finished it out. And, I mean, you know, five years later, here I am, and I'm still continuing to learn. That's wild. You said that was in Ringgold, Georgia? Is that where you were training, or is that where you were just, like, started getting into wrestling, going to shows? That's, uh, it's both. So, like, I started going to, like, independent shows there, um, and then I also got into training there. Um, of course, like, I've trained under a bunch of different people, like, within my time. Like, um, now, for instance, I credit I credit Carrie Awful for a lot of my training. Right. I remember you mentioning that when we were talking to Chattanooga because, like, that seems to be such a common theme of – you actually kind of somewhat corrected me because, like, when we were talking, I don't know if you remember, but I was like – Man, I've heard so many people like in this region say that the Carnies, like they credit so much to the Carnies, and you're like, yeah, man, here and everywhere else, you know. So like, I can't. I mean, I, the more that I talk to people in the indie pro wrestling scene, the more that I realize guys like Carry Awful and Nicky and those guys, like, like how much they're doing for you guys. It's it's amazing. For sure, man. Like, they're selfless, and that's something. Like I told you that day that we talked, like. That's something that there's not much of in pro wrestling now. Everyone has such egos, like, and it's worse. Like, more than ever, it's worse. Um, there's so many egos, and nobody wants to help each other. But, dude, like, Carrie and Nick and all them, they're killing it right now. Like, they're probably doing some of their best work in their career. And yet they're still taking time out to, like, help people that are trying to get better and get to where they're at. Because they're not selfish. And, and I also want to throw in Kevin Koo's name well because, you know, Koo's helping over at Crux Wrestling as well. And um, he needs to be recognized as well, I feel. Dude, and definitely shout out to Kevin Koo, you know, part owner of Southern Underground here in Nashville, another guy who's been on the show before. Uh, so, you know, definitely want to give a shout out to Kevin Koo because I'm hearing his name more and more as well as somebody who's been helping out and another guy who's just so selfless, it seems like, and He's such a nice guy just in person. Like, even if you don't know him and you go walk up to him at a show at, intermi at intermission or something, you're going to walk away like, 
I can't believe that guy's even a pro wrestler because he's just like such a nice guy, you know? Yeah, and it's like a switch, dude. Like, you you talk to him outside of a wrestling ring. Like, me and him, like, if we talk outside of a ring, like, we're, like, having the time of our lives. We're just cutting up, having fun. But the second we're in a ring, the, the flip switches. And, like, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, what have I got myself into? Like, in futures, like, facing off with him. And then just, like, instantly taking all these smacks to the face. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the same character, <laughs> you know, like, I talked to. <laughs> I mean, right. so. Because if you look at, like, his um, Twitter and stuff, it's him talking about, like, his cats and stuff. You know what I mean? He's just, like, this, yeah, like, nice like, dude. And then one second he's beating your ass. You're like, oh, well. <laughs> right. Um. So how did that how did that happen, man? So like you were doing the training like in Ringgold, and you know you said there was like multiple people that helped you out and stuff early on. Like at what point and and how did you link up with Carrie Awful? So I had met Carrie at Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment in uh, Atlanta, of course. And um, originally, God, what was that? I was back like my junior year, I think. Yeah. So, like, originally, um, we had met, and, like, we, we briefly talked. Uh, Carrie actually used to not like me. Oh, really? Do you uh, know, do you know was, why? Do you know why that is? Um, I can't necessarily remember, but, like, there was something, and um, he just did not like me for it. But then he, through other shows we ended up being on with each other, like, we got to talk more and, like, get to know each other. So, like... Um, we eventually, like, he eventually was like, okay, like, this kid's not, like, some stuck-up, whatever. Um, so, that was great, because, seriously, like I've said, he has helped me out tremendously, but really, what got me linked with him at Crux, um, was, we were at the, we were at the Scenic City Trios tournament last year. Yeah, I was there live, yeah, that was a great show, you, you represented Team Sup that night, I remember. Maniac, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, he came in with Brixter and Brixter was um, training under Carrie of course at the time he had just came down from uh, Buffalo New York he was making the move and um, I got in there and I chained around with Brixter a little bit or whatever and Carrie's like you know you need to come to the school and like hang out and like train with us I was like cool so from there on out like from November to now I've just been there learning and like honing my craft to become the best I can hopefully be. Dude, that's wild. And like you mentioned Brickster. So like I and I've I've talked to him a handful of times. He's actually somebody who lives in the same town as me here in Bellevue. Um so we're yeah. looking so we're hopefully gonna be doing something in like some sort of interview in person, hopefully sometime soon. Um he's another guy, man, like coming through like kind of that same scene that like, the sky's the limit for that dude. I mean, like, you just look at him and you hear, like, the reception he's getting. And I went and I talked to him um, after the last SUP show here in Nashville. And I had a, I was just assuming he was, like, like not necessarily a veteran, but, like, you know, had been around a while or something. And I think, yeah. he, I think he had had, like, his eighth professional match or something that day. And I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, like, you have to thank Brixter's, like, He's not necessarily young, he's not necessarily old. So he's 
like in his 30s, if I'm correct. And he started a little late. But like most guys, when they're like in their 30s to their like early 40s, are in their prime. Because they understand what their body can and can't do. As opposed to like starting young and like just being able to do all this crazy stuff. And then once I get to his age, not being able to do nothing. So um, he came in really with a good advantage, I think. And yeah, dude, the way he carries himself, absolute pro. Like you would think he's been doing this like 10 years or however long. But like that's just how he carries himself. Like we always talk about. How if you carry yourself like a professional, you'll be treated like a professional. Um, you know, so he definitely is the embodiment of that. I feel. Yeah, that's a uh, that's really interesting what you just mentioned as well. Like I'd never really thought about that before, as far as like having an advantage going into it a little older. You know, because you hear stories about guys like DDP, for instance, who started in like his mid thirties or something like that. And I'm sure he wanted to start earlier than that, but like that's when he started and he wound up becoming a really big star. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame now. And and I would have never thought of it the way you just put it though, from the advantage perspective of like if you come in at, you know, twenty years old and you get known for doing certain things, by the time you hit your mid thirties or whatever age that may happen, where you might start maybe you know, someone like AJ Styles just doesn't slow down, but he's an anomaly. You know, mo- most people are going to start slowing down and, and you kind of, I never really, that's a, what you just said, I think is a really, really good point for people who listen to this show, who maybe are thinking about training and wrestling. Um, not even just like from like an age perspective, but more of like a know what you can and can't do perspective. Because once you can't do some of that stuff anymore, you might start kind of losing part of your fan base. And I never really thought about that before. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point, man. And, and you know what? I want to go back just a little bit, a little bit farther again, because I'm so, I'm so interested in like when you got into the business, mainly because when you say you were you know, 14, when you started training, when I was 14, I was backyard wrestling with, with my friends on a trampoline. You know what I mean? I wasn't doing any sort of, any sort of formal training, nothing like that. I, I was an amateur wrestler. Like I wrestled for my high school team, but that was the extent of it. Um, what was it like for you being in this, in this world so young, but also like going to school and being around a bunch of kids who have like, not even just like the, because the pro wrestling world's so just kind of bizarre in itself and so unique, but you're also dealing with like grown ass men at a, at a super young age. Like what, what was that dynamic? Like going to school and just like being around just like quote unquote, just regular kids. experience and like just had something in common with me in wrestling to go into high school where it was like oh you're doing that fake shit or like you know the normal crap that everyone says right so like for me it was hell and honestly there were like a bunch of like sleepless nights where like i wouldn't get home from like training until like say like one in the morning and then i'd have to wake up at like six to get ready to go to school and then do like <laughs> i mean and it was hell I, I didn't want to be there so like there were times where like i was either so beat up like i wouldn't go to school or like and that was 
things like, oh, like my parents like were okay with because they weren't believe me. Like I got in so much trouble for it, but um, you know, I was so beat up I wouldn't go into school or like I would just go into school and just keep my head down low. Like, um, <laughs> so real talk, people would think that I was like a school shooter in a way, and that sounds bad. Right. Like, I know what you're I saying though, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. I always had my headphones in and like my like my hood up or like a hat on because like I didn't necessarily think that people in high school understood me or what I was doing and that sounds so like cliche like teenager like you don't understand me but like that's how I felt so um I mean that was it for like my whole four years and like I mean it, it lightened up on me over the time of like training then the transitioning into a wrestler because like people were like oh that's kind of cool like you're kind of traveling a little bit but like the, the first year of training was hell like just from like a student standpoint and like school and everything it was it was hell yeah i can't even imagine man because like the closest thing i can relate it to like i was saying was was being an amateur wrestler for like in high school and you know, those, those practices were, were, were brutal, you know, like for, as far as like high school sports are concerned, it was, it was brutal. And, and I've mentioned it on my show a lot of times, but I actually went to high school with Cody Rhodes. We were on the same high school wrestling team back in the day. And yeah, it, it's a good, it's a cool thing to be able to look back on because I was able to, you know, to follow his career from high school wrestling, you know, through OVW, through WWE, through what he's doing now on in the Indies. And it's kind of all coming full circle but the reason I even bring that up is because me, him, anyone else on our team, like, and this was once again, amateur wrestling, not professional wrestling, where like way more can go wrong, way more injury is, is way more possible in pro wrestling, because there's just so many variables and just so much stuff you can do. And I can just tell you like firsthand, I knew like no one outside of the team, I felt like I could relate with because nobody else understood like. Like, you get beat up. Like, my tailbone would hurt so bad after a practice one day that, like, you can't even sit on your desk, in, in your desk. You know, it's like you're in so much pain, and, and nobody around you gets it. It's a- For sure, man. Like, that's how it was with me. Like, there would be times, like, because <laughs> my training, like, starting off training was rough. But, of course, uh, I was trained in a very different way at first. So, like... I would go into school sometimes with like, you know, like a, a black eye and, stuff and things like that. Like black eye, like uh, there was one time I remember in training, like I had done something to my knee, and like I had to wear like a brace on my knee for like, God, at least a good month. And like people were always like, "What happened?" And I'd be like, "Oh, well, I'd tell them." They'd be like, "There's no way it happened to that because that's." I'm like, "No, like I'm telling you, like it, it goes back to what you're saying, like." No one understands, like, and tailbones, dude. Yeah, I've been there. Like, yeah, it feels like someone uh, literally shoots you in the butt with a gun. Like, it, like, you know what I mean? It's just like this pain of just, and that's just the tailbone. But yeah, like what you're saying, like, if you show, like, if most people showed up to school with a black eye, people are gonna be like, "What's this guy doing outside of school?" Like, but you know, like, no one's gonna. Well, if you if you bring up, yeah, I'm, I'm training to be a pro wrestler, most people are gonna be like, "Well, that's fake. What are you talking about? You got a black eye, pro wrestling." Yeah, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, cops are up at your house trying to make sure your parents aren't beating you and stuff, (laughs) which never happened, luckily, but, like, (laughs) I I was questioned quite a bit. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Um, so, like, being a fan growing up, like, you know, even before you got into the business or, you know, when you started training, who did you look up to as far as, like, wrestlers that you were a fan of that really kind of, in your mind, motivated you as, like, I, I really want to do this professionally myself one day? So, whenever I first started watching wrestling, the the people that captivated me the most was, honestly, your Rey Mysterio and Jeff Hardy. Sure. So, which is weird, because I don't wrestle that way, but that's what done it for me whenever I was younger, because it was the entrance, it was the way they wrestled, it was how they got the crowd to interact with them, and the high-flying, like, aspect of it was so amazing to me because I was like, wow, like, this is insane. And the first match I remember watching that just really, like, grabbed my attention um, was off of Rey Mysterio's documentary, and it was him and Eddie Guerrero at Halloween Havoc. Yeah, 1997 or 1998, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of those. And, like, I was like, man, like, this is insane. Is that the match where where Ray's wearing like the full purple like bodysuit and he he yes. does yeah yeah he does like and that was the first time I ever saw someone do a uh, he did like a like a hurricane rana from the ring to the outside like he like jumped yeah, yeah dude I remember I, that was a great match dude that's a that's a like and that's that's so cool that you mentioned that because. I know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that grew up on WCW. So, like, when we bring up these kind of matches, I know people love it. Like, what what other stuff were you into, man? Honestly, well, if we're talking, like, like, all, like wrestling back whenever I first started watching it, like, I, I was a WWF guy. I was definitely not a WCW guy. Oh, okay. That was the one that captivated me. Okay. Um, Interesting. Honestly, one feud I remember from whenever I was younger that, like, really captivated me as well was uh, Jericho and Michaels. Yeah, though, was, so, like, WrestleMania Jericho Michaels or, like, later on, like, uh, Jericho when, like, he cut his hair and did, like, the suit? Because they, they had, like, those multiple feuds, remember? That's right, yeah. So, like, uh, I'm thinking more WrestleMania. Yeah. Jericho then left him laying in the ring and it was just... Yeah, I, WrestleMania 19, where he he low blowed Sean after the match after they hugged. That's what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, that's some dude. That's one of my favorite matches ever too. You're naming like my greatest hits right now, dude. What what else you got? What else? What else? What else were you a fan of? Like this is this is gonna be fun for people to listen to, man. Let me see. Let me see. What else we got? Uh, or even independent shows that you went to, even if it's guys I've never heard of. Maybe maybe. Maybe there's somebody you liked when you went to shows in, in Ringle that, you know, I've never even heard of. Well, um, honestly, if we're talking, like, local independent stuff that, like, really grabbed my attention, Johnny Rock, who's a guy that works for uh, TWE Chattanooga here in Red Bank, in, Ch- in the Chattanooga area, I used to watch him, and he was one of those guys that caught my attention for the simple fact of his look, like... He, he wore colorful gear, he had face paint, and his finish was a super kick. And, dude, it, I swear, second to Shawn Michaels, it may be one of the prettiest super kicks I've seen in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, and the way he just can, he can do, he can get so much more out of doing less. Like, he can, 
punch you, and you like, as you're in the crowd, if he's the guy that you're supposed to be hating, that one punch is going to do it for you. You're going to be like, God bless. Like, I watched him versus Paulie at, I believe, American Torture, if I'm correct. It was like 2000, 2010. And, like I said, a lot of people give Paulie flack, but give him, give the devil his due. Um, he's a hell of an entertainer. Um. So. Is that something you would want to elaborate on? Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I don't know any backstory because, like, you're like it sounds like this guy may have kind of wronged a bunch of people or something. I mean, that's not really my place. Okay, to talk about. that's totally uh, fine. That's totally fine. I'm just I, curious. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, if you're ever through the like, if you ever hear things through the grapevine from different people, I'm sure like people will share their opinions. But it's not being someone that was actually around it and around him. Uh, I don't necessarily want to share my opinion on it because it's it's a pretty big one. That's totally fine, man. That's not a problem at all. Um, fast forward just a little bit, like so. So you start training at like fourteen. You're twenty now. How many states would you would you guess? Like states, you know, even if like you've traveled to another country at this point or anything, like where where all have you like been and like where some of the like more favorite places that you've you've been able to wrestle so far? So of course, with me being here in Tennessee, uh, I've wrestled a lot over Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Well, cool about Florida. Whenever I went down there, was I went during Mania weekend, and I was. I think last year. Yeah, whenever. Orlando, WrestleMania 33. Yeah, and me and my tag partner at the time went down there and worked for Punk Pro during that week, so it was extremely fun to see all the different wrestling fans and wrestlers there. Heck um, yeah. It was really funny was seeing like Papa Hells and Dylan there, and I was like, oh. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but like, let's see, Florida, I've worked up in Indiana, Ohio. That's, oh yeah, Chicago. That's right. I forget about Chicago. That's awesome. So like you're yeah. you're you're getting. I mean, you're getting out there. Like it sounds like kind of all over the place in a pretty short amount of time when you when you think about it at a, at a very young age. Like I really can't get over the fact that you're only 20 years old, man. Like because I've I've been watching you for a little while now and just always assumed you're older than that because of the way that you carry yourself. And I mean that as a compliment, obviously. You know. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Um, where's been so, like, I know you, you mentioned those places is, is, is Tennessee, like, would you consider Tennessee to be like your favorite place to wrestle? Because like, there's just so many spots that you're familiar with. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, Tennessee's home. So, um, I love being here. Absolutely. Um, anything scenic city related, I absolutely love to do. Southern underground pro is definitely one of my favorite shows. Um, Funny story would suck. Um, I don't know if I'll get in trouble for saying this or not, but I was originally supposed to be in the um, first ever like Battle for Bone Storm tournament, um, but because of my age and the venue they were running in, I couldn't participate in it. <laughs> I didn't ever think about that. Is that yeah. is 
that I never I never even considered that because you have to be twenty one to get into the basement east. Yeah. So like uh which now with me, I think since I'm a performer and one I don't drink because I'm a straight edge. Um I like they X my hands and I'm like, okay, cool. Um But yeah, I don't I don't remember what that first venue was they ran. Like it was like a year ago. It may have been basement east, I'm not too sure. Well, they, they ran, they, I can't remember where the first show was, but they ran their first show out of like some out, it was like an outdoor ring. Um, but it wasn't the basement East. They've run the basement East every show since then, but I wouldn't be surprised if that, I mean, that would, it totally makes sense. Even at that other venue that, that, that your age could have, could have been an issue there. I never thought about that. Yeah. And man, I'll tell you, I was legit so pissed off, whatever, like, cause you know, Koo had hit me up about it, and then he was like, hey, so, you know, we can't use you for this event because uh, you're not being 21. I was 19 at the time, I think, 18 or 19, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is the thing? Like, even if I'm not, like, drinking or anything? Like, yeah, apparently so. And I was like, well, oh, well. So I was actually, <laughs> I was looking up ways to find a fake ID. <laughs> I was gonna win that Bone Storm title, brother. I tell you. Hey, man, it's a prestigious title. There's only been two champions ever uh, to date. You know, Kurt Stallion, and now we uh, we got Dominic Garini, and I think I think uh, it might even be today that Kevin Koo is challenging uh, Dominic for that belt, but they're doing it in another promotion. They're doing it at a. Are they doing it at a PWF Freedom? Ooh, I think it might be. I don't want to. I don't want to misquote, but I want to say it's at Nova Pro. I know obviously like they have the too. link to PWF big time, but I think it's yeah. Nova Pro today. That might be right. Then. I feel like yeah. I feel like it's Nova Pro. We'll just say it's Nova Pro, and if we're wrong, it's my fault. It's not yours. Oh well. Um, either way, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um, though, man. I mean, that sucks that you weren't able to participate, but I mean, it's cool that you were. You were, you know. Going like that, they that they thought of you to to be a part of it. It just didn't work out, you know, logistically, unfortunately. Yeah, but I mean, ever since man, like I've, I've had a good chance to work with them. You know, I it's like I said, it's definitely one of my favorite promotions to work with. I get to hang out with my friends and I get to wrestle, so it's it's great. Um, as far as like other promotions in Tennessee, though, I mean, like NGW Next Generation Wrestling, they're killing it right now. They're one of my favorites to work with. Didn't they just do um, a, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but didn't they just do a joint show with Impact recently? Yes. Yes, they did. I was just there Sunday hanging out with them as they did it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Dude, that's amazing, man. You, you keep going. I, once again, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted to give that shout out because I saw like uh, I saw the lynch mob uh, looked pretty darn good that night too with the uh, the Impact crowd and all, so that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Wrestling I've had a chance to work with, they're extremely good. Um, they're running a really great ship right now. Um, and then, of course, I want to say TWE Chattanooga because I'm a little biased. Because um, that's home base for me. That's where I made my debut. And I've been there all five years. So That's awesome, right. man. Yeah. That's, that's so that's cool. That's home for me. That's so cool, dude. Um, I don't know if you're allowed to say or not, but 
do you are you allowed to say or are because I know the trios is like they're starting to to start promote the the next SCI trios tournament. Is that something that you think you're going to be a part of? Um, it's up in the air right now, but um, I know that there's been talks to where number one Jade Newman, El Numero, and Ovechkin will be making an appearance. Okay, I like it. I like it. I liked your. I loved uh, your stuff at the at the futures as well. By the way, man, I hadn't got a chance to tell you that, but that whole show was really cool how they I, it came across great on Powerbomb TV as well like uh with you and Brickster and Marco Stun and all those all those guys you know Kevin Q everybody like that that futures thing was really cool how uh, how they put that together and I really give props to Dylan for uh, for doing that cuz I think you know I I think that most of the guys that we saw in that futures to or at least a handful of them I think you guys will be in like the quote unquote like the main tournament like you know probably next year I would imagine you know yeah, that would definitely be the goal. Um, this year was my first time actually getting to like do the whole SCI experience. So like going back to like the City Cafe, Best Western, and hanging out, um, just being around everyone was fantastic. So now I now I understand what it's all about because I was there last year to watch Riddle win, and for me that was the moment where I was like, this is like the tournament I have to be in. So from from that weekend this year to hopefully next year, my goal is to be in the Scenic City Invitational because I'm a Chattanooga guy. Like I would like to think that like I put Chattanooga on my back and I represent it pretty well. So the goal is definitely to be in the tournament next year. Dude, absolutely, man. You know mentioning Matt Riddle I, I was there last year for that as well and that was a ama- honestly the main reason I attended too uh you know I I had met uh Dylan you know I can't remember how long ago I met Dylan but I met him I think through Jesse probably through Sup I don't know it's all it's all such like a weird small world in indie wrestling but at some point I linked up with Dylan and he was just like telling me like dude we do this tournament in Chattanooga like you really got to check this out. Like you got to see what this thing is about. And then I found out Matt Riddle was on the show and you know, I I cover uh MMA as basically my job. And so I was very familiar with Matt Riddle from his UFC days and I had seen him do pro wrestling. Like I was following him, but I hadn't seen him live do it before. And and I saw that in Chattanooga and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy is like not only is he like one of the best just kind of overall packages I've seen for, you know, and, and for someone who's done it for such a short amount of time as well to, to watch him live. Like what are your thoughts, you know, seeing that and seeing someone in person, like that has that kind of, I guess, kind of star power attached to him. And now he's, you know, he just signed with NXT and you know, what, what do you think about when you see like guys that, that make those kind of moves that do that well on this kind of scene and then, and then, you know, make their way to the next level. It's awesome, man. I like to think of SDI as like a stepping stone, honestly, to get to that next thing. I mean, you saw how well it worked for Marco Stunt. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, he just did the future showcase. The next thing you know is that Joey Janela is lost in New York, and now is it all in. Like, So, Scenic City's really special for that reason, because I think it helps build stars. It helps build the next guys for independent wrestling. 
That's um, so true. As far as Matt Riddle, I mean, like, what was weird with him was when they brought him in, this is what I heard, when they brought him in, everyone wasn't sure how the crowd was going to react to him and if he was even going to be worth it and blah, 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 and all this. So whenever he came in and turned out, he ended up being one of the most over people with the fans. Blew my mind. Because even if you don't know who Matt Riddle is, you're going to know who he is Like by the end of it. You're going to love him. Yeah, he's got that that it factor that, you know, it's, it's such a cliche thing to say in wrestling, but like he really does like, and he's a guy that like, you just look at him and like, you know, he's either like a fighter or a wrestler or something, you know, just by looking at the guy, you're like, okay, this guy's, this guy looks like a freaking athlete right here. And then he has this, that kind of that unique charisma, just the way he kind of smiles and poses and does the whole bro thing. He's, he's just, he's an easy guy to get behind and same with that that same tournament. Uh, that was the first time I'd seen Darby Allen wrestle, and now I see him as like probably the next face of Evolve with Matt Riddle moving on, which is kind of crazy how that how that all happened. But you know that also kind of stems from the SCI. Yeah, really crazy, man. Really crazy. So what what do you got coming up, man? Like you got any big matches coming up that you want the people to know about, or is there any like kind of dream matches that you got in mind that you would really like to uh, to do sometime soon? Oh, I have plenty of dream matches. Um, <laughs> Let's hear them, man. So starting off, I'll go ahead and just say this one, throw it out. Uh, I want carry awful in a singles. Okay, I like that. I think, like I think with everything he's taught me, it's about time that teacher meets the student and we see who comes out on top i love it man that's another guy carry off we've mentioned his name a lot but once again just kind of i'll just throw it out there for those who are listening if you check out dojo pro on uh, amazon prime i know a lot of people that had never heard or seen a carry awful before and mostly people from outside of our region but i had friends of mine hitting me up from like california that were like Dude, have you ever seen this Carrie Awful guy? I heard he's from Tennessee. I just saw him on on this show, Dojo Pro, and I'm like, oh yeah, like I definitely know Carrie Awful. And like, you know, it's like it's so cool to see him get you know national exposure lately. Yeah, he, does, he deserves it most definitely. I agree. Um, as far as some other people, I'd like to face Brad Ison being one of them. I love that um, idea too. There's Brad. Of course, any of the other memories of the Carnies I would love to face, but be it Nick or Trip, um, I want I want my rematch with Marco. He didn't he didn't pin me at the SCI Futures. I, I want my rematch with Marco. Man, I love all these matchups. I um, want to see all of them. We're talking like never gonna get crazy with these dream matches as far as like. Super independent. I would love to wrestle Cody Rhodes. I love that too. That's some great stuff, man. And that's totally possible, man. You just you just never know. You just never know. Exactly. Anyone else in mind? Like I love every every matchup you've. I mean, I'm sure you've got like a, a thousand of them. But any anyone else that just kind of comes to mind? Or or, or 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 sorry or or any matches that you do have booked like coming up that you're looking forward to. You know that actually goes back to something. Uh, Joey Lynch, Mr. SCI. 
So are you, will you be wrestling him soon, or is that a dream match that you you got that you'd like to do? It's a dream match that's going to be coming true very, very, very soon. Oh, that's amazing, dude. He's honestly, uh, I told him this in person, this would have been two sub shows ago. It was wild, because like, I walked up to him after the show, and I was just like, man... I was like, you're, I, you know, I'm a nobody, dude. Like, I just, I sit on my couch and I talk about wrestling with people. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't consider myself to be anything bigger than just a, a super fan. But when I, I told him, I was like, man, I've been watching you for a little while now. And I was like, I was like, it's literally just a matter of time before the entire world knows who Joey Lynch is. Like, you're so good. And then he was on 205 Live like three days later. And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Cool. So, um, Murder One, Blacklist Una. Okay. I'm unfamiliar. So, he is the founding father of the hierarchy in Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. Um, he's wrestled for St. Louis Anarchy and all over the Midwest, and he's done the rounds. He's been in this business for a very, very, very long time, and... I just think nothing's better than Blacklist Uno versus El Numero Uno. He's big and scary and me. I just wouldn't mind kicking his ass. Hey, I like it. And I got to get familiar. I, I, I'm sure I can find some of his stuff on Powerbomb if he's been SC, uh, STL Anarchy, right? So I'm sure his stuff's out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure it is on Powerbomb. Awesome. So what do you got coming up, Jaden? We got to wrap this up here pretty soon, but I definitely want to get you know what you got coming up, and then of course give you a chance to plug your merch and stuff, and and, and social media and all that stuff uh, afterwards. But what's what's coming up next for you, man? So this weekend I got face to face coming up. I'm making my debut. Um, some of y'all that don't know, it's Heath Slater's wrestling school and promotion. Yes. Um, I'm extremely excited for that. Then we have. Um, George Premier Wrestling this Saturday. Um, in September, you can catch me at Southern Underground Pro. And, hmm, who knows? I have a bunch of stuff, so it's hard for me to sit there and think of it. But um, I'll be releasing my schedule on social media, which, for my social media, you can follow me on Facebook at Jake Newman Official, for Twitter at Jaden Farrell. And that Jaden for real goes for Instagram as well. Awesome. And I want to give a quick shout out to face to face. Um, and just give you a heads up. Uh, one of my good friends, her name is Zoe Walker. Um, she just started training at face to face actually, uh, just within the last six months or so, uh, started fresh, brand new. Uh, and she's, she's told me a lot of really great things about face to face and her experiences training there, man. I hope she is too. I know, and I want to give her one more shout out here, just just to let her know if she hears the show. I am thinking about you, Zoe. She just lost her father uh, last week, unfortunately. So I don't know if that'll like put like any kind of halt to like her training for you know a couple weeks or how that's yeah. going to work out. But um, definitely, if you see her, and this is a, a definitely, I mean, this is a compliment. You'll know who she is. She looks a lot like Charlotte Flair. Like so, if you see a girl walking around who looks like Charlotte, just go. 
go up and talk to her and just tell her Steven Jensen says hello. And, you know, she's a really nice girl. She'd, she'd be happy to get any help that she can get from any of you guys. For sure. Yeah, I hate you. I'll definitely be praying for it. Oh, that's very nice of you, Jaden. Thanks, man. And I know that she'll appreciate that a lot as well. Um, hey, man, thank you so much, dude. Th- this was a lot of fun, and we got to definitely do it again sometime soon. And, you know, thanks again for your time, bud. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of these days, maybe we can do this in person. Like the next time we're at like the same show or something, we can do something and maybe take like some video clips and stuff too. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, for sure. Heck yeah. All right, Jaden. We well, have a great one, buddy. All right, you too, man. All right. Thank you once again to Jaden for joining the show and thank you very much for listening. If you liked that episode today, please make sure to hit the download button on the episodes that you listen to. And also make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Fight Talk podcast. Just jump on there. Give me a five-star rating, if you will, and any kind of review that helps the podcast out so much. I know I say it all the time, but it is the truth, and it takes like three seconds, and it costs you nothing. So please jump on there, review, rate, and subscribe. It really, really helps me out. Also, make sure to jump on Twitter and give me a follow at Fight Talk underscore. That's at F-I-G-H-T. T-A-L-K underscore, my Twitch channel where I play video games and interact with fans. Uh, I usually play like UFC 3, WWE 2K18, Fortnite Battle Royal, Madden, you know, whatever's going on, I'll play it on Twitch. You can see me on screen. You can ask me about pro wrestling. You can ask me about MMA. You can ask me about life. I mean, I don't care. Just jump on there. We'll have some fun. That's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. So just like my Twitter, my Twitch is also fight talk underscore. Also, make sure to check out my merchandise at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Got t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, different colors, different logos. Any money you spend on that website goes right back into the podcast and into my Twitch channel to make the content better for me and you as a viewer or as a, as a listener. Whatever you're doing, listening, viewing, if you buy any merchandise on What a Maneuver, it gets reinvested right back into that stuff to get higher quality uh, microphones, better cameras, and give me the time and a little extra money in my pocket to get to shows so I can form relationships like I did with Jaden Newman to be able to have him on the show today. So just pulling the curtain back a little bit for you guys, I met Jaden because I was able to go to the SCI tournament, met him in person, and we set this thing up. You know what I mean? So that's how it all works out, of being very transparent with you guys. So all the support is much, much, much appreciated. My Facebook group, just search Fight Talk Podcast. It'll pop right up. And I think that's everything as far as what I have going on. But I also, you know, of course, always want to mention the sponsors of the show who helped make this all possible, starting with Williamson Brothers Barbecue. Williamson Brothers Barbecue has my favorite sauce in the world. It's all natural, gluten-free delicious stuff. You can find it in Whole Foods, Kroger, Publix, all over the place. But it's easiest just to go on walmart.com, type Williamson Bros in the search tab, boom, that easy. Grab yourself the best sauce in the world. You can also check out their three physical locations in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And their website is williamsonbros.com. And at williamsonbros.com, you can just, you know, you can see everything. You can see where their locations are. You can see their rubs, their spices, the meats that they use, everything. So once again, thank you to Williamson Brothers Barbecue for being a part of the Fight Talk podcast. Also, I want to give a shout out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen is a professional boxing coach. 
He's a corner man. He helps, you know, just helps people lose weight in better shape, personal training, whatever you're looking to do, whatever your goals are, Brian can help you with that. Just hit him up on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get in touch with him at Atlanta Boxing Coach. Once again, that is at Atlanta Boxing Coach, all spelled out as one word. Hit up Brian Jensen, get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests as far as professional wrestling are concerned. There's always a lot of cash and a lot of prizes on the line. Jump on WrestleRumble.com right now. Check out the contest and the prize lists. And make sure to follow them on Twitter, at WrestleRumble, to stay up to date with all of their contests. And last but never least, shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a professional wrestling uh, memorabilia and collectible company. Specialized in action figures, vintage magazines and programs, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Anything you're looking for, the people at Heroes and Legends can help you out with that. Get you a fair price. They're nice people that do fair business. What more can you ask for? Just check it out. Hit them up. The best place, uh, or the best way to follow them is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all at HL Pro Wrestling. So once again, thank you to Heroes and Legends for being a part of the show. And that's going to do it, guys. I do not know when I'll be back next, but I will be back soon.